dream. You always come with the heat, bro. I, had a dream. I like your, I like your song choices, bro. Are we on mute? No. I took us off. Nice. It's February, dude. It's Martin Luther King time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> What's up, man? What's happening, brother? How you doing? Oh, good. I'm feeling really good. I mean, I say that, but we just did another podcast, so. Yep. You guys didn't know that, <laughs> but we did. Back to back. <laughs> Welcome to Enough Said Sports Talk, episode seven. What's up, everybody? I'm sitting here, Rich Busker, with uh, Tony Lopez. Yay, yay. I'm back. Back, bitches. Leo was going to be here, but he didn't show up, so I'm going to put him out on air and say that he didn't make it. Fucking guy. Say he didn't get topics. Who needs topics? I didn't get topics either. You know why? Because I didn't make any topics. Because today, we're going to freeball it. Because I'm free. <laughs> freeballing. Dude, I've had a hell of a week, man. I've been moving. I've moving heard. again. You know, I move once a year. Yeah. Basically. basically. That's kind of how this works. Yeah. So, what you need to do, keep everything in boxes. <laughs> Dad, where's my puzzles? Uh, they're in the left box on the bottom. Three down. <laughs> Live out of the totes, bro. Dude, you know what? Speaking of that, I actually... We got a, we got a garage where we're at. It's, a, it's off the apartment. Okay. And... It's a decent little garage, but what I did this year was I bought those big Craftsman, what I don't know, like hundred gallon toes. I don't know what they are. They're oh, huge, yeah. but they have wheels. And I bought like twelve of them. Yeah. And I fucking we stacked everything that we need to put in the garage in those. So when you open my garage, there's my golf clubs, and then there's twelve totes. Yeah. And then there's my youngest daughter's dollhouse. <laughs> yep. Dude, moving four girls is ridiculous. Oh my Especially god! Especially because the bathroom alone is yeah, probably a I don't, fucking. I don't know if women in general are like this, or if it's just the ones that I'm living with. But <laughs> they won't let go of things, right? You know, everything's fucking important, and mm -hmm. they need to have it. And you know, they're like, "Oh, this is." I, I was going to use this this hair <laughs> curling iron. I'm like, it's in the box. Yeah. Yeah, I know because I was I was gonna try it out. I'm waiting for the one that I have breaks. Right. I'm like, we're going to an apartment. I need everybody to downsize. We need to get rid of a bunch of stuff that we right. don't need. All right. Well, we can't get rid of this filing cabinet with stuff, and then I haven't opened in three years. And also those four toads full of paperwork. Let's hang <laughs> on to those. I'm like, what are we, the IRS? Why are we holding on to this? I'm gonna audit myself in fucking four <laughs> years. <laughs> when I was nine years old, I audited my parents. And let me crazy, tell you, there were some dude. discrepancies. There's that. What's that show? Um, I forgot what it is, but. I don't. I didn't saw Netflix or something. I forgot what it is. No, it's on TLC. Anyway, hoarders. No, that one where uh, she <laughs> she teaches you how to like throw stuff away and and, and cut ties with it. I, I need to bring that bitch in. It's on. It's on TLC or something or Discovery Channel or some shit like that. Or Dude, my home. middle daughter Madison got a Halloween bag, a special Halloween bag last Halloween. Like a it's like a little um I don't know like a furry purse bag or whatever. Mm. And it came full of candy, you know, like little individual starbursts and some oh, other yeah. stuff. And when I was cleaning out her room and packing that stuff on the top shelf, there's that bag. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if she want to keep this. And I take the bag down. And it's just full of all the ca the candy wrappers. <laughs> and I said, what is this? She was like, that's special to me. The garbage? The garbage? She's like, well, no, but that's what came in it. You don't have to keep it in there. You know that, right? <laughs> the garbage is disposable. It's not necessary. <laughs> well, mom has nine purses sitting in a basket back there. I thought it was fine. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, moving so, yeah. sucks, man. That's been rough. We're uh hopefully we get all everything in in line and once we do decide to move, I'm not looking forward to it, man. Our garage is alone is fucking crazy. Yeah, the garage is really that's that's the difficult place. Mm -hmm. That's the tough one. So, yeah, whatever, dude. Don't move if you don't have to. And if you can, you know what I want to do when I move one day? One day when I'm buy a house, I I'm hoping that I'm in a financial place I can do this. I'm going to leave everything behind. Grab, yeah, the, grab, the, new. grab the totes full of pictures and stuff, mm -hmm. and that's all we need to bring. And then... Your clothes, obviously. Yeah, well, some of them. I don't even want to... <laughs> some of those things, I'm like, I don't really like you. Yeah, true. You know? You're just here because I have to have you. That's yeah. all the reason right here. Yeah, like my all my Raider shirts. <laughs> <laughs> all my Raider shirts. Like, bro. look, guys, I'm not happy with you. I'm putting you a tote until next winter. <laughs> <laughs> I have shirts from fucking like 10 years ago that are still hanging in my closet. Dude, I got Psycho Billy shirts that I won't mm -hmm. get rid of. Yeah, same here. I'm like... Well, yeah, but this is it's a relic. This is pride. It's going to be worth money one day. <laughs> Who's going to pay for that? I don't know. Ryan Banach? Sweet Stroke. <laughs> that? that was a good dude. That was a good time. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a good team. All right, so, um, you know, I, I don't like talking about this topic very much because of the, my feelings on the subject. Mm -hmm. And I've also gotten feedback that we talk about it a lot. But unfortunately... It's still in the fucking news. It won't leave. I turned on Sirius Radio this morning. 
And you know what they were talking about? Astro scandal. Yep. And then I turned on ESPN radio to get away from that, to listen to something different because I wanted some different perspectives. You know what they're talking about? Astro scandal. Yep. So and it's like and it keeps happening they keep getting more commentation or uh conversation on it yeah and it's like they keep interviewing dodger players i know like what else are you gonna get like what what else (laughs) what side are you fucking trying to like it's like you want to continue the sob story like oh my god they fucking cheated they did move on yeah like let you know what i mean like that's the crazy thing and if you want to get back into it like i feel you and i obviously share the same sentiment on it it is what it is they fucking did what they did. It's been done for fucking years. They just were the first ones to get caught. Yeah. And so now we have to fucking, you know, lose our shit because they did it. It's kind of like a knee jerk reaction, I think. And it's like, dude, yeah, it sucks. They fucking did. They, they did way more than they should than they should have to, to get, you know, signs and and get a step ahead. But it's a part of baseball. Right. It's a part of baseball. And the MLB knew what the Astros were doing with those TV monitors. They knew that they were so close to the fucking, uh, the, the dugout. Well, see, I don't think they did know that, but I don't, I don't think they thought about the repercussions of it. And so that's really what the, the but fresh, that's, that's the fresh topic naive, is today. Though. Yeah, it is. That's being naive in, in a sport that, that you try to get a leg up on everything, on everybody, on a pitcher, you do fucking outrageous amount of scouting reports and not to say that football and basketball, they don't do that either. Yeah. But it's easier in baseball, and it's it's more common to use, say, a fucking runner on second base to tip to get pitches that a, a pitcher is t- uh, pitching uh, tipping. You know what so I, mean? I don't know if you saw this, but Dan Patrick this morning played the whistling video with Kershaw, um, which has been out. I mean, we've oh, been yeah. seen, but he played it again today. Um, but the reason they brought it back up is because players are talking about how they've used whistling for years mm-hmm. when pitchers are tipping pitches. So everyone's always talked about the guy on second base picking up signs, and then you'll hear the, the other side say, well, you got to get a guy on second to get those signs. That's part of the game. Okay, well, now there's another wrinkle in that because if a pitcher is tipping his pitches by opening a glove or flapping it or you know the, the way he looks down, looks you know whatever it might be, where the guys in the dugout are then whistling to the batter, letting him know when it's, when it's off speed, that's very close to what's happening now, now, you know, but the only difference is you're picking it up off the pitch or tipping pitches versus mm-hmm. picking it up off the monitor. So, you know, it, it, there's a really hard to identify line between cheating and what's been acceptable as far as sign stealing, Yeah, sign stealing and cheating. The difference in that is, is becoming less and less clear with the more information that we have. And it's because that's what we've always been. That's what this game's been built on. Yeah, is sign stealing. Then you got that buzzer thing, like oh, Altuve was screaming, "Don't fucking rip my shirt off and or jersey off." And then he goes into the fucking dugout, changes his shirt, and comes back and does a fucking interview with a right. different shirt. Like, dude, to me, it all and, and however trivial it sounds or however fucking basic it sounds, you still have to fucking hit the ball. Amon Green, remember Amon Green from the Packers? Yeah. Running back? He was on the radio this morning, and he talked about that because they asked him, they said, in football, football and baseball are really the only only sports where there's there's specific sign stealing and picking up plays and reading what's going on. So he asked him, he said, you know, did you guys have that? And he talked about the Packers defense and how they would study film. They'd watch those games. They'd pick up stuff and identify what plays were going to be ran by the way an offensive lineman, you know, got down in his stance or the or how the running back his kicked off to the side. Exactly. Yeah. They would pick all that stuff up. So then before the plays, and he I can't remember what player he named, but he said one of those linebackers was really good at it where he would, before the play get ready to snap, he'd yell out to draw, 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 and everybody would make an, you know, that adjustment. And they asked him, did you feel that that was cheating at all? And he said, no, that's a player doing his homework. You know, you get using what's available to him. That's technology that we had at the time. And and taking that, using that to his advantage. He said some players are better at it than others. Yeah, and he still had to make the tackle. And that's what he. That's exactly what I was going to get to. That's what he said. He said at the end of the day, we might know what play was coming. We still had to make the play. Mm-hmm. And in baseball, it's the same thing. You might know a pitch is coming. You still have to hit it. And granted, you have a as a professional player, you're a lot better suited to do that. But in football, same thing. You're a lot better suited to make a play if you know what play is coming. Yeah. But you still have to beat the next man. You know what I mean? Like, there's still an aspect to that that's got to like, be there. Yeah, and and to go further on that, like in football with the two minute drill, if they're down a touchdown, you know they're not going to run the ball, right? right? So you're setting up in either a nickel or dime defense, and you're 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 just trying to stop them from passing the ball, right? 
or, or advancing the ball. And you know what the fuck they're going to do. You don't know which fucking, you know, it's different in baseball because, you, you know, it's you know what hitters up to bat and blah, blah, blah. Right. But in football, you still have to guard from the pass. Exactly. You still have to stop that. You know what I mean? So You know it's a pass, but you don't know where the pass where is going. it's going. You, you know, know it's I mean? a fastball, but you don't know what the location is going to be. You don't know if it's going to be fucking high and right. tight or if it's going to be low and away. If it's going to be a ball, if it's going to be a strike. You don't know that curveball is going to be 12 to 6 or if it's going to be a little bit more from like a 9 to fucking 4 or whatever. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's it's crazy, dude. Like, I get it. You know, do we want cheating? Do we want... No. You, nobody wants fucking cheating. Nobody wants, you know, somebody to win because they fucking... That, that's how they got the upper hand was by cheating and shit like that. But if we're going to sit here and fucking continue to bash the Astros for what they did, and people are saying, oh, like, Pete Rose needs to be in the Hall of Fame because all he did was bet. You know what I mean? He, he should be in there, especially what's happened with the Astros. Well, he bet... On his team, as a manager, right? That's the not difference. a player. Yeah, where a manager literally can change the outcome of a fucking game. Players could as well, but you have less impact. You know, as as a player, you can make as a baseball player, you can have an impact at the plate. Maybe right. you suck, but there's eight other guys that could pick it up for you. Right. So you they can't really direct that. As a manager, you can decide to leave your pitcher in who's getting shelled a little bit longer to give up a few more runs. Mm -hmm. You can not bring in a lefty to face that lefty that you that you you know put yourself in worse matchups. Basically, you can all game long give yourself more opportunities to either win or lose that game as a, as you feel necessary. Or you could do what the fucking what the Dodgers bitched about all World Series, which was Dave Roberts shouldn't never taken out fucking Bueller. Yeah. After seven innings, or Hill after seven innings of a fucking right. dominant start. Yeah. Who's to say he wasn't a part of it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not, I'm not fucking speculating that he was a part of that. You know, as to why they lost the World Series. But there's a lot of other things that you have to look at, not just the fucking fact that they cheated. Yeah. Not just the fact that they used a camera or a buzzer or shit like that. You got to look at it as you guys had a chance to win it at home. What's the excuse there? Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of, you know, their record, their away record was fucking just as good, if not better than their home record. Yeah, averages were different, but other people were stepping up and they were doing different things while they were playing away in different stadiums. Yep. They played well. So it's like, dude, all of that ties in and it's just, it's fucking. They keep getting commentary on it and I think that's part of the problem. So yeah. like they interviewed Cody Bellinger right now and that, that they were talking about that all morning and. Bellinger's couple things. So one, he talked about Altuve and how he thought it was really odd that he runs in at home plate. And Altuve said that the reason he did it was because his wife was really embarrassed the last time he did that and they ripped his shirt off on national TV. So he ran into the dugout to change his shirt so they could come out there that way that wouldn't happen. Right. I think that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. But I think we all already know that. We all already know that the, he's wearing a buzzer or whatever they were doing. Yeah. We're already aware so the Belichers are talking about how the, how he knows that it's something. Yeah, we all know that. That's not talk worthy. We don't need to hear it. Right. We're already on that same page. We need to move on from that. Mm -hmm. And then he's pissed because Manfred gave the players immunity. But he's not giving the players immunity because he said, hey, guys, I want to protect you for the game. He's giving the players immunity because he's trying to get all the information out. So baseball was naive and dropped the ball on the fact that they gave this information to the teams in the dugout. Mm -hmm. And like I said from the beginning, it's not just the Astros. Everybody that thinks it's just the Astros, you're being naive. That is major, what is it, uh, nativity? Or yeah, dude, nativity scene. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's, it, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's definitely league-wide. It's mm -hmm. not a one-team thing. But anyways, the baseball is acknowledging that they messed up on that, and they're trying to basically dig in and find out all the information they can to prevent this, right. to go forward and fix this. So it's not about punishing the players for doing what they're doing. If we started that kind of investigation, we go down a rabbit hole again, finding all this hey, stuff on multiple teams. Can you imagine, dude? Oh, I don't need... It's baseball just, it's wouldn't be fun the game. that season. No. Baseball's not... Dude, pitchers and catchers reported. I used to get super excited about this shit. Yeah. Now, it doesn't matter what team is going out there, they're going to talk about the fucking cheating scandal. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's... that's that's why I get frustrated. That's what I don't want to hear about. You know, I, I, it's already been, the news broke. We're already there. Managers were fired, which was stupid and let go from the team, but it happened. We need to move on and start the season off, you know, yep. and let baseball do their due process and find out what they can do to fix the system, not punish the players for using the information that they're given to them. Whether yeah. you think it was right or wrong, they did it. 
And it happens in football. Like, you know, like Amon Green said, they, they utilize that film watching the game and watching the players and, and learning those plays so they can go out their next game and call in them out. In real time. Right. So, I mean, the quarterbacks are sitting there with their iPads on the sideline. going. Sort of, yeah, so I, I don't know. That's the information that's given to them, but it's acceptable because every team has it. Well, every team has this information as well. Yeah. However they want to use it is up to them. So you're that, just mad. They're just mad because the Astros are better at it. Right. <laughs> like. And then he said Altuve stole an MVP from Aaron Judge in 2017. Oh, God. Stole an MVP from Aaron Judge 2017. I just. <laughs> this is the nut. The, the shit that. I don't fucking. They're get. trying to go back and rewrite history right, on stuff. Right. You know, if we're gonna do that, then let's take Bonds' home run records away. Mm -hmm. Let's he, take that home run race between fucking Sosa and McGuire. That away. didn't happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, let's like, let's take away the Bash brothers and fucking the eighties. Roger Clemens is losing wins. Schilling doesn't have a bloody sock, and he doesn't fucking do what he's got to do. This isn't college football. Right. We don't go back and just rewrite history based on the fact that we found some information out that we didn't like. It's fucking insane, dude. It already happened. It's done. This whole cancel... Dude, it's fucking... I don't know, man. Like, the media just is stuck on it, dude. It's like a, every day is a snow, uh, slow news day for them. They fucking need to talk about this. Like, stop talking about it until there's a final fucking decision or a, something that is an end-all, be-all, and we can all fucking move on. Right. Instead of complaining about what's happened and talking about what could have been, what might have been, and acting like everyone else is innocent. Let's focus on a solution. Mm -hmm. What can we do to fix this? You know, we've talked about on the podcast already some ideas as to what we can do to to eliminate that or at least change that culture. Yep. But that's what we need to dive into. We need to start discussing other options. You know, what can, what can you do to avoid? Why do we still have signs? That's what my, that's my whole point was. Why can we not get past that? Yeah. We should be able to have, we have technology. We don't need to do hand signals anymore. Yeah. You know? So... Work on that, and then this is no longer an issue. If the catcher and pitcher can communicate without having to give signs, this none of this is going on at all. Yep. We don't even have this conversation. Do what so, football does. Get in the fucking ear. Put that's in exactly piece. what I said. Hey, you put it in earpiece. Right <laughs> <laughs> throw a curveball. Right. Like, if, if, if I mean, it so works for quarterbacks. About, quarterbacks yell out, you know, right. Bravo, 19, Pizza Hut, hike, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. don't know what they're saying. Yeah. Catcher can do that. Hey, Tomahawk chop, left, yeah. right, center. Can you imagine sitting at the yeah. fucking plate and you're just start <laughs> fucking uh, the, the Atlanta Braves uh, chop? Or give the coach the mic and let him call, yeah. call pitches from the dugout. That yeah. way, because if the catcher got a call and the batter can hear it. So mm -hmm. you'd have to use, you know, like I said, you'd have to use yeah, signals yeah, that's like they do in football. Mm. But if not, go give the coach the, the mic in the dugout and let him talk to the pitcher. Just then let him know. Then all the fucking fans would be like, no, you still have to have the human element and all this blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't need a human element for science stealing and signals. No, but they're going to fucking say that. And then the third base coach can stop doing all that weird funky chicken shit where he does <laughs> with all the oh, hat to signal indicator, left knee, right. Yeah. Nobody goes to the game to watch that. Nobody goes there like, what do you want to see? I want to see him give the steal sign. Uh, by going down from hat to toe. Hat indicator. A bill the hat needs to be the indicator. Then you go down to the knee, shoulder, across the chest. That's a steal. That's what I want to see. You know what I really like? When the first baseman coach fucking gets all the uh, all the guards, all the ankle guards. And the and jewelry. Yeah. All right, I got a base hit. Take my cross, my knee pads. Take my elbow guard. Take my wristband. It's fucking crazy, bro. That's And that's the thing. You're never going to please. You're never going to please. You're not going to please the fucking the historians you're not going to please the ones that love baseball as what it was back in the day you're not going to please the new generation that fucking you know wants you know i don't know a fucking um digital uh umpire at the, you know like it's no just, that generation needs to go yeah me too like <clears throat> i agree with that but, but the, like, i we need first of all i think every generation needs to agree on we need a compromise you need the a old generation can't have it that way we cannot live in the 1920 baseball world because we don't gain new fans right kids nowadays don't understand or appreciate that so we don't pick up the fans we need exactly. so you have to unless you want your game that you love to die which i'm you know i was one of those you have to adapt mm -hmm. and then the new generation you can't have baseball an old historic traditional game right all of a sudden turn into a new jump basketball and trampolines game you know yes. like you can't do that <laughs> it's it, it would ruin the sport right and then all of a sudden you'd lose all the older historians and the people that have, have made the game and a lot of the players yeah so there's got to be a compromise in the middle where you just you work together baseball is an amazing game and even if you took signs out of the game and you gave them the digital ability to communicate you know in the headpiece you still have 
you still have players moving to back up. You still have other positions covering. You still yeah. have Joe Madden putting his pitcher in the outfield and then bringing him back to pitch yeah. to keep him in the game. There's a ton of strategy. If you, even without in the National League, especially, they're still pinch hitting, yeah. working your pitchers in and out of the game. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, which is what makes that game beautiful and fun to watch for people that really know baseball. You know, and that's what you go to. You go to watch a lot of that stuff go on, and then the people in the AL, they're 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 using a DH, so you're just going there to see a little more offense, a yeah. little a little less strategy, a little more offense, and that's fine too. To each their own. Speaking of that, did you hear that the their, the National League is going to get that supposedly? No, the DH. It better not. Ah, uh, that I, would be a problem. I kind I'm I'm on both sides of it right now. Like I kind of, I think it's cool. You know, obviously for more offensive reasons. You only, I mean, you're only going to get one more batter, obviously, but, um, and I do like the fact that you have to plan around an automatic out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty much. You know what I mean? The pitcher has to go up there and, and bat and you're, I don't know, nine times out of 10, you're going to get an out. You know yeah. what I mean? So you have to, on the offensive side, you have to try to manage with that, with, with basically 26 outs. You know well, I mean? it'd be less or, than that. Or less than that, sorry. Yeah. Um, it'd be pitchers hitting so three or four times out, a game. Yeah, yeah, so it'd be 19. But that's, 19 and, and that's what leads to me. So that's why I like that so much is because you're the best part for me is in that fifth to sixth inning area mm-hmm. where the pitcher's coming up and you get a runner on base and then the coach is going, oh, uh, do I leave him in? Yeah. Do I get this run in? Yeah. You know, that's my favorite part is you're trying to manage that that aspect. And then after that, every time a pitcher comes up, you take him out, you put a pinch hitter in. Yeah. So like as a Cub fan... You know, I, I get to watch the starting nine, whoever that's going to be. But then I typically will get to see whatever players aren't playing come into the game because they'll be pinch hitting later in the game. Yeah. For the most part. So I'll get to see an extra bat from, you know, a Schwarber. If he didn't start, mm-hmm. he'll come in and pinch it later. So you get to see a lot of the players that you might go to watch and they're not usually playing. Like in the AL, if Trout sits out, you're not going to see him. No. They're very unlikely they're going to put him in later in the game unless like the catcher's up and he sucks, which yeah. is, for the Angels is usually the case. It's got to be an important game too. At the beginning of the season, they're going to be like oh, whatever, right? You know what I mean? But if it's but if, if he's in the National League, and then you got your pitch coming up, you look at your bench, you're like, well, I can put in McElby or I can put in Trout. <laughs> I'm gonna put in Trout. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't. Know. That's what that's one of the things I like. But I I also like. I mean, I get what you're saying. The the DH is it's fun and it allows players to extend their careers once mm-hmm. they're a little older. That's why the setup they have now is fine. If I had to choose, I'd prefer pitcher hitting. If I had to do it one thing for all, yeah. But, but I like why, I like the split. Yeah, and and that's why I like that was part of the reason why I liked interleague. Because yeah, because the home team, you know, if, if it's an American League team, you get the DH. If it's a, uh, <laughs> a National League, you don't. Yeah, you know watching I mean? the AL pitcher come to the plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so great. <laughs> My favorite is Robert, or, uh, Bartolo Colon. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that dude's fucking hilarious, man. But yeah, it is you know. I, it's it's crazy, dude. To to, I you know I don't want to keep beating this drum, but the cheating thing and and all that shit that's going on with that, like like you said, dude, dude, find the common ground and fucking move on. And dude, it just enjoy baseball. Like I, I think people are so caught up with that that like you haven't even realized. Fucking pitchers and catchers reported a week yeah. ago. You know what I mean? And we're about two weeks away from fucking spring training. Right. Like. Let's get this shit going. Let's start talking. Let's start being excited about baseball. You know what I mean? If you really want to draw draw more interest, more positive interest, and in, in people being involved with the game, get away from that cheating shit. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's giving it a bad fucking <laughs> bad name. It's giving it a bad image. Which baseball, for the purest, it's always going to be the love of the game. We're going to love the game, right? We're always going to tune in, whether it's live or on TV. But for the people who are just getting into it. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta draw that crowd, and you gotta keep them. You gotta keep them there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And talking about this fucking cheating thing continually, these guys are gonna be like, "Fuck, what what do I want to watch this shit for?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is it, it's gonna it's gonna push them away, dude. And and you know, baseball has been struggling with you know viewership and followers and fans. You know, but yeah, they need they need change and they need to make some some adjustments to bring that stuff in. Mm-hmm. And baseball did it injustice when they they got rid of um, I think it was called Towels Hill, something like that in Houston. They had that little oh, hill in yeah, center, yeah. And that was it seems ridiculous and it seems I unimportant, it. but I loved it. Acres. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because every once in a while there'd be a ball hit the center where the guy had to kind of climb the hill to go mm-hmm. up and. It's fun, and I've always wanted the fields. I wanted to get away from the cookie cutter stadiums yeah. and get fields in there that have 
that have differences and unique setups. Like yeah. Boston. Boston's one of the oldest stadiums in baseball. And I don't need, they don't need to change it. No. They have a giant fucking wall left. <laughs> That's awesome. Short porch and right. Short porch and, and right. And you got the and little then, fucking and then say, yeah. kind of shape. Yeah, and then you hit a ball to the center and you're like, That's gonna bounce around like a pinball. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the stuff that I like to watch. I don't mm-hmm. want to watch a game in Dodger Stadium where it looks like just a circle and then you guys yeah. just you know, the triangle. It's that it's not exciting. Mm-mm. You know, and then the the backdrops, like I always pick on Dodger Stadium because I hate that fucking stadium so much. But <laughs> you're watching a game and you got mustard seats in the background, yeah. and the stadium's like a light faded blue, yeah. and it just, you know, it, 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 that's not what you want to see as a viewer. As you turn into a game, you want to see color, vibrance. You want to see action. You want to see mm-hmm. stuff happening. They need to work on their camera angles. They need to work on their in-game interviews. That's the stuff that you want to see as baseball. That's how you get that game promoted more. Yeah, you know, get. XFL just did a great job interviewing yes. people while it was happening. Interviewing kicker after he f- missed the field goal. Yeah. How'd that feel? Uh, fucking terrible. Fucking Thanks. Terrible. Yeah. Can I go over there and cry now? <laughs> yeah, you're so good. Awesome, dude. You know, that's what I want in baseball, dude. Mm-hmm. As soon as they drop, pitcher has to drop a bunt down and he misses, and they kind of look and they're like, hey, um, so when did you learn how to bunt? <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't. Yeah, I learned that when I was seven. I was trying to figure out why you didn't know how to do that. I like I liked how uh, in spring training, they're mic'd up. Yes. And they're doing live interviews during they, the they do that in the All Star game. Yeah. That's, that's where too. I first heard it and I thought, this is great. The one that I remember was when Mookie Betts was getting fucking interviewed and it was like a flare to right. No, it was like a line shot to uh, right center, actually. And he's in the middle of a fucking interview and you hear Carl Ravitch ask him a question and fucking you hear the crack of the back. Yeah. And then he's like, Hold on, guys. And he starts running. He goes, oh, I'm not going to get this one, boys. And they all start, <laughs> they all start laughing. And it's, oh, dude, it's, it's the best fucking thing. Like, That's it's, what I, it's, you feel like you're there. Yeah, dude. It's so it's so fucking awesome, dude. And like baseball, Football does that. They'll yeah. mic up a player, and you can't hear them all game. Right. But they'll tune in, and they'll show you what's happening. Mm-hmm. Do that. Yes. I would love that, dude. Why that is that so awesome. hard? Yeah, and baseball is even better because not, not every play is a guy getting hit the ball. Right. You know, the outfielder, you have a mic'd up. He might get... Five balls the whole game, mm-hmm. you know. So you get a lot of time to have that conversation, talk to him my, about what's going on. My favorite in baseball is like, like you said, not everybody's going to get the ball every time, or even in their direction every time. But just hearing the chatter, you know what I mean? Like, if you're playing third base and ball goes to right field or something, and it's a ground ball, right? What do you say? Like, oh, lay out, lay out, lay out. Like, just that, just that, like, what what they're saying throughout the play. You know what I mean? If he misses the ball after a dive, oh, you know, like of luck or fuck you know whatever whatever the case you know whatever they're saying like fans love to hear that yeah you know what i mean i would love to hear you know what fucking mike trout is thinking in center field while you know they're 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 out there dude you know? i remember being at a dodger game and devon white came back with toronto oh, shit. yeah and he was in center field and they were yelling devo sucks you know they were doing <laughs> that chant but they did it for a, a long time <laughs> lasting forever and Devon White just kept looking back like, dude, Shut how is this going to go? Yeah. How awesome would it be to have a mic on Devon White? So that at the time, they're like, dude, how bad is that? He said, this is so frustrating. Yeah. Or you know what? I only came to hear it. I don't even know what they're saying right it's now. Annoying. You're like, liar. Ooh. Yeah. I hate LA. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Dude, because think about that. If you mic up the players in, in those games, in those moments, you might get some actual stuff that starts to bring back some rivalries, yeah. you know? Yeah. Where he lights stuff up in there, you know, or, or Mike up a batter, dude, mm-hmm. hits a home run. He's like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> How you like those beans, LA? Yeah. You're like, what? Beans? It's bat flipping season. Hey, <laughs> dude. I would love it. Baseball love players it. typically have the best personalities. Yeah. And we don't, we don't bring those to light. They're not, yeah, it's not, it's not spotlight. What do we call it? They're not in the spotlight, like how football and. No, I found out how, how great it was to listen to them watching intentional talk with Kevin Millar and Chris Rose because they'd always have players on. Yeah. And that's where I learned, like, that's where I learned that Steven Vogt. Yeah. Was, was hilarious. Yes. You know, Ryan Dempster. That's where I saw he could do great Harry Carey impressions and he was awesome. You know, that's get those players out. Yeah. Get their. Get their voices heard. Give them the opportunity to put them on stage. That's what baseball needs. Yeah. And then we're so caught up with like, oh, like the integrity of the game and players should just, you know, be this and straight cut, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, it's a different time. Yeah. Like, you know, like if you're really about trying to grow the game and, you know, capture new fans or, you know, more viewership, you have to like basketball. Basketball does a great job of promoting and marketing to a specific group. Yeah. 
young kids who love the game, right? Who are shoe heads, who love wearing jerseys, who shit like that, uh, like pop culture, you know, rap and stuff like that. They market towards that stuff. Yep. And look how basketball is, bro. It's fucking a May All Star Weekend this weekend. It's fucking. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, they've you know lost I mean? me. They've lost me, but I know they're, they've targeted their generation. But what I'm want. saying is that yeah. they're doing a great job of targeting who is making that fucking league. Yeah, great. They found you know their market mean? and they're yeah. pushing it. Yeah, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with it. Like, I'm like you said, I'm not a big follower of basketball, but fuck, dude, it's it's cool to watch like the three point contest now. You know what I mean? It's it's fun to watch that stuff. Like, I'm I'm cool with it. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not saying baseball go to that extreme. But start plugging in little things, like you said. Mic the players up. Um, get more interaction between, you know, fans and players during a game or whatever. You know what I mean? But it, it, I just think it's it's needed now, especially now with everything that's going on and how like the cheating is fucking ruining baseball. Like, come on, man. Like it's just they need to find new ways, new avenues of trying to to grow the sport. Yeah, you know what I mean. I agree. I hundred percent agree. All right, so. I want to run through some players right now. So do you play fantasy baseball? I, I did. I have. I haven't in a few years. All right. So hypothetically, let's say you're playing fantasy baseball. Okay. All right. So you're looking at top three players to draft, right? So you tell me. I'm going to name seven. Okay. You tell me which three you'd want out of those seven. You got to take into consideration position, player. That's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so you got Mike Trout, obviously. Mm-hmm. Ronald Acuna Jr., Kristen Yelich, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, Nolan Arenado, and Max Scherzer. Trout, Arenado. I feel like Yelich and Bellinger are the same player. Um, Max Scherzer. Oh fuck! So Trout, I would go Trout definitely number one. Um, Arenado and Acuna Jr. Fuck. If Arenado stays in Colorado, I'm gonna go Arenado and Bellinger. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I was on the fence of either Bellinger or Scherzer. Because pitching, obviously, from what I remember, pitching in, in fantasy gets you a ton of points. kind of like quarterback, right? It depends on your setup. Okay. Yeah, it depends on your setup. But, yeah, pitching does get, get a good amount of points um, traditionally from starters. Okay. Yeah, so I think I, I, I think if pitching wasn't, like, that big of an influence on the team, on your fantasy team, I would go Trout, Arenado, and Bellinger. That would Legit. be my shit right there. You want to hear the top three finishers from last season? Did I hit at least two of them? Nope. Damn it. Number one total point scorer last season, Cody Bellinger. Okay. So I got one. Number two, Alex Bregman. Cheater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and number three was Marcus Simeon. Hey, my man. Isn't that crazy? You know what, dude? That motherfucker is a stud, bro. I like him. I, Dude, and I was... I'm a big fan of Matt Chapman. I love him, third base for the A's. And what I liked was he he came out. Uh, he was getting interviewed. I forgot what it was, but he said that he wants an ex- an extension if Marcus Simeon gets an extension. He wants both of them to be long term for the A's, right? Yeah. And so that right there, dude. Like it, I was just like, dude, that's awesome. Whether he means it or not, but just the fact that he feels that that left side is fucking solid. You know what I mean? And both of them are fucking hitters. You know what I mean? They can hit for power and they can hit for average. They're clutching when you know with runners in scoring position. They're really good. Simeon, though, I think he's continually gone up, 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 up. Yeah. Every year. Year after year, dude. He's he's limited his errors. He's out there hitting for power. I think he's hitting like 20, 30 home runs a year. You know what I mean? And RBIs, I don't know what he hit last year, but I think the year before it was his top Top year. Dude, 33 home runs, 92 RBIs. Yeah. yeah, that's impressive. So I didn't realize he had 33 bombs. Yeah, he's I mean, he's up there, dude. He's up there with, with power. So Yeah. Um who would you draft though? Um seven. 
Well, I'd still draft Trout. Trout finished, uh, what, six twenty. He finished 20 on the list. He got hurt at the end of the year. But yeah. He finished 20. I'd still go Trout. Um, I'd take Acuna. Mm-hmm. I like him. I like that bat. And then I'd probably take Arenado. I just, dude, he just fucking, he, he's awesome. He is. He's, he and is awesome. Especially and it's great having Colorado. a Rocky. Yeah. yeah. Cause in half the season you're like, Oh, a good matchup. Yeah. Like who are you facing? Who does, who, I don't care. The fucking stadium. Yeah. <laughs> the thin air. But yeah, there was, some, I was just surprised at the finish last year, you know, and that's the crazy thing about fantasy baseball is like in football, you can, you can pretty much pick your top 10 mm-hmm. in some order. You know, and then occasionally you'll get one or two surprises that'll sneak in there or two guys that get hurt and or fall one out. Of the, yeah, one of the ten that falls out. Yeah. Right. But in baseball, it's always so fucking random. Yeah. You know, you just never know. I mean, if I would have told you that Simeon and Devers would have been in the top four, you'd have been like, no, no, no. Way. <laughs> top four of what? Their position? No, yeah. everybody. You know, See, and in football, the name itself uh, of the player is what usually gets you drafted. Right. You know what I mean? In baseball, like you said, there's, you know, there's that fucking diamond in the rough that you don't, you're like, what? This fucking dude? And, you know, he's he's shelling out fucking RBIs and and whatever, home runs and shit, and he's just killing it. So Well, it's crazy because uh, Ryan Binock, you know Ryan, mm-hmm. he his strategy in baseball <clears throat> has always been this, but he'll, he'll trade and draft and pick up and drop players constantly yeah. and he plays the hot hand and every year except for last year because he didn't make the draft and started off in a bad spot mm-hmm. but every year he he ends up in the playoffs as one of the better teams typically yep. i remember mm-hmm. i remember that and, and and he has the most transactions by far and he'll drop players where you're like what yeah why did you drop him and you know and ryan's like dude he's like oh for 40 right now I'm like yeah now, <laughs> but it works in baseball because he'll go out yeah. and pick up some Joe Schmo who's who's hitting well, and he'll gain enough points to where he gets W's. Mm-hmm. So it puts him up there. So there's different strategies when you're playing that. But baseball, football's not like that. You know, you can't drop Antonio Brown and go pick up, you know, James Mercole, Washington yeah. or whatever Mercole because Carl he's Carl hot. Yeah. yeah, you know, you can't do that. It's not yeah. gonna. It doesn't pay off, and then you're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty nuts. So, what are your thoughts on the combination of Acuna and Marcelo Zuna this year in Atlanta? That is going to be awesome. Yeah. That's going to be Brave awesome. should be good because they still have Freeman. Yeah, they still have Freeman. That pitching staff, dude, is still fucking solid. Yeah. Um, They were just out of the playoffs and last they, year. They just got Cole Hamels. They just got Cole, yeah. Um, Who still got it. He, dude, he can be a good number two. Yeah. You know? Um, Ozzy Albies. Yeah, Albies. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Henderson. He's a big fucking Braves fan, dude. And he's always filling me in. He plays uh, fantasy baseball. Yeah, does he? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh... Yeah, dude, I was I was I was excited for them uh, last year, uh, as I was for my A's. But I, I, dude, during the nineties, during their run with Bobby Cox, like I loved the Braves. I loved their their whole, you know. I love the pitching. Yeah, yeah the pitching I loved, was awesome. I love the chicks did the long ball commercials. Yeah. I loved. The, yeah, they they were they were good, dude. And, and what I think that's why I liked the early two thousands era of the A's. Yeah, because they had their threesome, mm-hmm. their three pitcher pitchers with Zito, Hudson, and uh, Mulder. Yeah, yeah, they um, were similar in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? And then Hudson went to Atlanta, so uh, after uh, his stint with the A's. But, um, yeah, dude, I, 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 I like the Braves, man. I think, I think for the next and and what's cool is Acuna Dansby took, Swanson turned it around last year. Yeah, he did. He had a he shit did. year two years ago. They were questioning him, and that last year he he played well. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was going to say about Acuna, Acuna is, uh, he took that team friendly deal. Yeah. Fucking, you know, in baseball, you know, it's, if you got money, you can fucking spend it. You know what it is? You can sign whoever the fuck you want, but he took a team friendly deal so they can sign other players, you know, and they can, you know, they can be a force for the next few years. I think the Braves are going to be really good this year. I think so as well. I think, um, they have a very deep lineup, a lot of power. So. I'm hoping the same for my A's. <laughs> it's going to be tough, though. Yeah. I just hope that fucking Astros shit the bed so fucking bad after all of this that the A's swoop on in. I think the Angels are going to be pretty good, too. They you think pick, so? I think so. I only Rindo, think so they because they have Madden. Well, they picked up Randall, uh, Rand- too. Yeah, that'll help at third. But he's just he's really good with getting the most out of his players, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning. Yeah. 
Yeah, Would think, that translate to World Series? I don't know. I don't think so. I, think, I don't think that. I think that window with Trout is closing, honestly. I think they got at least about four more years before it's they're going to start have to look into another draft, get another superstar, or trade him to get a couple fucking um, prospects. Like, yeah, I, I just don't see him. I know he's in it for the long haul, but I, I just don't see... I, th- I think they need a win w- within five years for for him to to does well does he have a no trade clause? I'm sure he does. Does he? Yeah. Well, maybe maybe I'm full of shit, but um, I just I just think the five year thing, dude. I think for for Trout that window before it just becomes dead weight. You know what I mean? When they're forced to like they did with Pujols. I just think it's it's they need to get out of that yeah. Pujols deal now. Oh, dude, that is that is killing them. Salary wise, yeah. it's kind of like that Zem- uh, Zambrano fucking deal with the Cubs. Remember that? Yeah, that shit was rough. They had the Cubs had a ton of bad. They had a, that horrible Alfonso Soriano deal. Mm-hmm. That was a disaster. They gave him two hundred something million dollars and came over there and struck out constantly. Yeah, still couldn't hit a slider away. <laughs> Jeez, dude, it was oh, that was brutal. So that that uh, Dodger trade went through. Yeah, since Mookie last Betts week and. Uh, David Price. Yeah, I was really surprised the Dodgers ate that pitcher, dude. Mm-hmm. They're like, this guy's got red flags over surgery. Dodgers are like, fine, we'll take him. Yeah, what? <laughs> they just want fucking. They want to win. They're desperate right now, bro. Dude, I, I, I really. They're gonna pay a shit ton of luxury taxes. I tell you that. I know. I really hope Betts doesn't sign with them next year. Oh, he won't. I hope he plays this season. Then he has free agency, and then he gets a big deal elsewhere. And the Dodgers just gave all this he up will. for one year. Because he's, he's he's gonna he's. He'll go back to the East Coast, honestly. I think. I don't you think, think so? Yeah. I don't think he's I don't know. I just something about it. I think whether it be with the Yankees or even the Mets, like I don't I don't know. I don't think he's he's They've always had that lure. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Yankees where players will get drawn in. But LA's because of the weather. Yeah. You know, in Hollywood and, and stuff. Hollywood, yeah, yeah. But I don't but know, dude. Hopefully Betts will Betts go because he won a World Series already. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that he goes to the Dodgers, he gets his year in, they don't win the World Series again like usual, and then he gets a big fucking like deal. <laughs> he gets a big deal with some club, yeah. you know, whoever it is, the Diamondbacks or the the A's or whatever teams decide to go, you know, we're going to go out and go get this guy. Yeah. The Rockies, somebody, and he just goes and lands there. Because well, I really enjoy seeing the Dodgers fail. I'm with you on that, bro. <laughs> I think it's more, because I like some of the players on the Dodgers, but I think it's more just because of their fan base, bro. Yes, 100%. Like, I, it's just, some of them are fucking insane with some of the shit they say bro it's like really dude like and the stadium yeah i mean i i, I hate that that's my like i said i hate that stadium i, I hate, hate it i hate the the building i don't like the seats i don't like what's your favorite stadium in california in california god that's hard dude um, for me it's between petco and uh angel stadium for me it's between san francisco and petco mm. I'd probably go with Frisco. Yeah. Yeah. Frisco's cool. I like that one. The only downside I, of that is the weather. It, it gets chilly as shit up there at night. Hey, dude. But that stadium, I the, I love that. I walk, walk in the outfield and the food vendors they have out there is awesome. Yeah. And then just the outside of the stadium is pretty cool and how it's on the water. Mm-hmm. But Petco is, be, it was so, I was so surprised with how beautiful that stadium yeah. was. It's so awesome. I thought it was going to be like a big, it plays so big on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at it on TV, Petco seems like it's enormous. Yeah. It's a pitcher's ballpark. It is. But I think because of the tall building in the outfield they have in left and then the dog park they have out there and they always show that, it just looks really big. Yeah. But when you go there, it looks small. Yeah. I mean, not small, but very Doesn't average. Look, yeah. Doesn't look intimidating at all. Yeah, the TV adds 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I love that park. I, lo- I like that you don't even have to go to the stadium to enjoy a game. Like, you can literally go to the hotel and... Fu- Hold on. <laughs> These Valentine's Day memes are so good. They're awesome. Did you see the one I posted on Facebook? Yes. Marshawn Lynch. There's, yeah, that's so good, dude. Take care of y'all chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, dude, I love Petco Jimmy, Park. Jimmy Garoppolo's got one that says, I'll never pass. Yeah, on you. On an opportunity to be with you. To be with you. <laughs> yeah, those are good. You're so hot, I may get burnt. Again, <laughs> Richard, Richard Sherman. Sherman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, these are fantastic. Awesome. But yeah, that stadium is beautiful. I I'd still I probably see San Francisco my favorite California one, but Petco's right there. Yeah, 
and it doesn't it doesn't lack anything. You need to go to the Oakland Stadium, bro. Not I know. because it's a great stadium. Just to go, yeah. It's just to go. It's a relic. I mean, they're they're doing what they can with what they have, bro. They're you know they're trying to update the site and they're trying to put different places, different things to do while you're at the game. Like, I think the, the Raiders leaving probably helps them out. I think so too. Because there's got to be a lot less maintenance fees and, or Absolutely. fees, maintenance situations and stuff they got to deal with and pay for. Yeah. But yeah, I'm hoping to get up there this season and maybe catch A's and Giants game with my brother. That's He's living up dude, there. I'm down. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a lot of fun. But yeah, but my favorite stadium overall would be Wrigley because I'm a Cub fan. But after that, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys went to that one, huh? Yeah. I Dude, I had a fucking amazing time at Wrigley when we went. Yeah. That shit was freaking awesome. Besides me getting hit in the back of the line drive, I had a really good time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Chicago just in general is fucking awesome. Just the whole idea of putting a stadium right in the middle of the city. Right. It's really cool. You know, you're just walking through the streets it of apartments so and apartments. It was so awesome baseball. to see, dude. Like, you walk up and it's like, it's just a party. It's, <laughs> it's just fun. People people are like, I mean, obviously, the, the people that live there, are just they're immune to it. There's, it's like another day. You yeah. know what I mean? And during baseball season. But you walk up to it, get off the fucking blue line or whatever it was. Yep. And it's just like, fuck, dude, this is awesome. You see all the people, all the vendors, yeah, all the shit, dude. And then the game's over and people are going to their house right across the street. Right. And there's that little bar right outside the yeah. stadium where you go in and get some drinks and it was fucking, on the corner. It was so cool. Like my the thing I liked was sitting in the outfield. Yeah. And you can literally walk out of the stadium and walk back in. Yeah, we did you that. Know what I mean, go get a hot dog and right. fucking, yeah. like dude, it was so fucking cool. Like that that was my favorite picture of it was when I was holding up the the beer and it was the cup. It said Wrigley Field, Cubs, blah blah blah, and it was just overlooking. We were from the outfield looking into the infield. And you just see everything. And I, I was like, dude, this is this yeah. is it. It was fucking That's, awesome, bro. That was a great trip. Yeah, dude, it was good. <laughs> and then take you know taking a picture next to the Harry Carey statue. Yeah, that shit was awesome. And then went down saw Jordan. Yeah, Jordan statue. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. I actually I had fun in Arizona too though when we went down yes, there. That one was cool. You, you leaned over and touched the field. Touched the field. <laughs> I was so fucking happy, dude. I was like a little kid. Bro. That stadium was really that was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. I remember walking, like, you know, every time you walk into a baseball stadium, you have that moment where you come through the corridor to the open part of the field. Mm-hmm. I don't know about everybody else, but for me, it's always gives me the chills. I'm always like, oh, yeah. whoa, just boom, you mm-hmm. know? no, None more than Arizona. Yeah. I remember walking out of that one, and it just, I guess because it was a dome and because of how big it was yeah. and the black wall in the outfield. What got, what got me, dude, was like, I felt like I was in a sunroom. Yeah. Like... You walk in, it's enclosed, but you still have light, dude. And you see, dude, it was so fuck. And then, like, walking in, you see that restaurant on the side where people were fucking chilling out, going to watch the game right there at the bar. And yeah. it, it was just, it was awesome, bro. Like, yeah, dude, that, that I love that field, too, that that stadium. Chase Field, was it? Yeah, Chase Field. Yeah. Well, it was then. I don't know if it is now. Something else now, I think. They keep changing names yeah. of all the stadiums. No sponsors, bro. I'm just going to say whatever I knew it as. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Pac Bell Park was my favorite now that we're going back to old school names. Yeah, Pac Bell Park. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't, it's, but that's what I'm saying. You know, like, as we sit here and go through these stadiums, and there's so many that I haven't been to, I've heard Milwaukee Stadium is one of the best you can go to. I heard that, too. I've heard that that's, it's a great time. The food's the best food you'll get in a ballpark. Those mm-hmm. brats that they have and all the other food they have there. Cheese curds. The beers are perfect. You know, the some of the best beer you'll get because it's made there. And What was that beer we had there in Chicago? Old style. Old style, yes. Yeah, that's what they're known for. Yeah, that was the one I remember you saying. I, I gotta have a fucking old style. Yeah, everyone kept telling me, dude, get an old style at Wrigley and then get a bonus beef. <laughs> I got the old style. That was worth it. I got the bonus beef and that shit went bad on the train. <laughs> I'm gonna eat this now. Oh, never mind. It's all fucking yeah. <laughs> moist. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was a mess. That's funny. But yeah, that's my point. Is that stadiums are fantastic all over the place, you know, and and then you you, know, you come into that's I just feel like the Yankees, the Dodgers, they should have the best ballparks in baseball. Yeah, you have the biggest incomes. They're fuck. It's You're crazy. the the two of the biggest cities in the country. Yeah, the Yankees have a fucking big brother stadium to the little brother Mets. Yeah, so why it's do the Angels so, have a better stadium than the Dodgers? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. That's I don't know. I think part of it is just the fact that the Dodger fans and the media make Dodger team have to be like it's a piece of art. Yeah. It was built in like the 60s. Mm-hmm. It was. <laughs> I remember when when Dodger Stadium home plate was like super far. Yes. 
Like it was fucking crazy if you do a wild pitch or like both runners will score and shit. Yeah. Now they moved it up, but I mean they've done some some upgrading to it, but I mean it's not like it's not gonna blow your mind. You know, it's just it's like fucking going to a blaze game. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's that's kind of what it feels about it. like. And then like the, the food there is it's basic. It's worse than the fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you want Dodger Dog? No. Well then there's Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. <laughs> yeah. What? I still remember when we went Could to that game. Could have grabbed that on the way in. Yeah, when we went to that game with your dad and your brother, the uh, Tiger game. Oh, yeah. And we had the uh, all-you-can-eat. The club buffet. pass, yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, that was good. That was good. I had, like, chile verde, fucking, like, two hot dogs, yeah. like, ice cream. <laughs> we kept coming out of there like we're never going to go back. Yeah, I know. I got to I got, we gotta go sit down. I know, but I got to carry more stuff. <laughs> it was funny because I felt like we weren't supposed to be in there. Right. I was like, so we can literally just grab what we want. That's what I'm saying, yeah. However like, where do I pay for want? this? It's free. Um. <laughs> Oh my god! It's like the scene in Dumb and Dumber. I was just like, "Well, then let me get these and these and these as well." <laughs> well, that's what'd you get? Over there. I got, yeah, I got four hot dogs, ice cream sundae, and then I got like a box of forks. I don't know. I was just grabbing things. <laughs> they said it's free. <laughs> that's funny, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, anything else going on in sports? Football free agency's coming up. Well, dude, where do you think Tom Brady's gonna land? Back with fucking New England. I that's know. what I think so. Too. I just got a message today. They're pop. talking now. They're talking about put him in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, what the hell is that? If Jerry Jones is stupid enough to, f- I mean, I get it. If you want to win now, but I don't know if Tom Brady's a win now. Yeah, but you think their problem is Dak Prescott? No, I'm. What I'm saying is, if he's dumb enough to get rid of Dak Prescott and fucking sign, because what or he what he can do is tag him and fucking sign Tom Brady. <sighs> But do you think he'd ever come back from that? No. Fuck I no. would be so pissed if I, I was too. in. Oh my god. I would too. That's why I think it's the fucking it's the dumbest thing for anybody to speculate that the Cowboys would do it. Um I don't think he's going to fucking Las Vegas with the Raiders. I John Gruden is his fucking bipolar or you know whatever <laughs> with quarterbacks, but I think Derek Derek Carr is the least of their worries right yeah. now. Um I think they can win with him. He showed it in 2016. You know what I mean? With just as bad as a fucking defense. But you put people around him and great play play calling and a good offensive coordinator, he's already shown you what he can do. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not to say that he's not at fault for some of the games that he's fucking played, you know? like it, it's. But I think that with the Raiders, they need to focus more on getting a couple more pieces on offense, somebody to supplement Josh Jacobs, um, because he's not going to last if he continues to be a three three down back. You know what I mean? Like he's going to get hurt. He's he's not a big guy. Um, they definitely need a number one wide receiver. Like that's just right. Got to have somebody. that. Yeah, they have Darren Waller, but he's a tight end. He doesn't run wide receiver routes. He's not split out on on the right all the time, especially in Gruden's offense. You know what I mean? He blocks a lot of the time. So I think with with Brady, I, I don't think. Yeah, he might lock, like the Vegas, you know, idea, but I think the Raiders should just move on past that. Um, okay, so let me ask you this then. Let me phrase it this way. If Brady decides he's not going back to New England, he wants a fresh start away from Belichick, he wants to see what he can do outside of that offense, where does he go? Where's the most likely suitor? For a two-year window? Probably L.A. Chargers, huh? Mm-hmm. I would think because they have the offense. Yeah. I mean, well, they have weapons. With another running back, because I don't think I think they're gonna move on from uh Melvin Gordon. They got Eckler. Uh they have um the hell is the wide receiver's name? Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, yeah, Mike Williams, like Mike Williams was solid. They got decent receivers, something that Tom Brady's rarely had consistently. You know what I mean? He's they had they, but decent. he he needs the well, I guess Keenan Allen could probably fill in like that. I was gonna say he needs the Wes Welker, Julian Edelman receiver. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they'll they'll address that as well. Um, but I think situationally, <laughs> Wes suit up, buddy. Yeah, I think situationally for for Tom Brady, that'll probably be the best bet, especially if he wants to try to win another Super Bowl before he leaves. Um, that defense, when healthy, they're good. Yeah, but then he, then he has to come out of the West. I mean, they, well, I mean, they, he can win it as a fucking wild card. I mean, I, I'm not saying he'd win yeah. the division or anything like that, but I think his best opportunity to go out as a Super Bowl champion 
would probably probably be you know with the weapons intact and a defense that when they're healthy they can fucking you know play probably be the Chargers more than the Niners more than the Niners wow I can see that I think the Niners is the best spot to land but I don't think it's likely I just can't see an organization getting away from a quarterback they just picked up right. and signed long term mm-hmm. although the Seahawks did that <laughs> Matt Flynn <laughs> that didn't work out at all that I mean I guess crazy. it did technically it did work out because they got Russell Wilson they put him right in and he won a Super Bowl true so I take it back Seahawks you did well <laughs> fine Dude, the, the picture I got sent was sent to me in a group message, and it's it was a picture of a African-American quarterback wearing a number 12 jersey for Dallas. And then the guy was like, I hope this doesn't happen. And then somebody else wrote and was like, I don't think it will. And I was like, who is that? And then I looked closer, and I'm like, is that Tom Brady? They said, yeah. And I'm like, why is he so dark? <laughs> like, I don't know, dude. Somebody made him really dark. It was a filter. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. It, it It took me a minute. I was looking at him like, is that Josh Freeman? I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't identify <laughs> couldn't identify who it is. That's I mean, crazy. <laughs> I don't think it. I think Dallas is like at the bottom of the list. I mean, but fuck, it's Jerry Jones, dude. Does he not look dark? Holy shit. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, right? What the hell? <laughs> Like, dude, it's like if Russell Wilson took Tom Brady tanning. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. It's hard to say. Obviously, it's Tom Brady. He won fucking six championships. Plank but... Plank said he's rumored to go to the Bears, but I just can't see him doing that. Why would you go to a cold weather defense town? Yeah. That's the other thing too. I mean, it's a good fit. He's got the West Welker type receivers there. Um, the defense is, is good. Um, yeah, but I think he wants an offensive-minded coordinator yeah, no, or coach. Absolutely. You know, no, one no, of them. Absolutely, absolutely. And Nagy's, I don't know, he's good, but it's not great. I could definitely see him benching Trubisky, Do you think Trubisky, he could do better with fucking Brady? Nagy as a play caller? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I mean, I, I'm, not, the book. I'm not an anti-Trubisky person. I, I'm not ready to give up on him. You know, I, I think that he's he's got some flashes. I think he still could be s- decent. You know, it just depends on how he matures. I think, I think, yeah, I think he's just got to keep his confidence up. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely think if you insert Brady into the Bears, they're they're significantly better. Yeah, especially with he already has Tariq Cohen. That's James White mm-hmm. reincarnated. Yeah, you know, so a lot of that stuff makes sense. I just don't know why Brady would want to go to Chicago. I, I think if he moves, he's going to want to move somewhere closer to his house, closer to home, you know, preferably in California or into a state like Arizona or, or Nevada where there's no state tax or Florida, yeah. you know, and then it make, cause he gave up a significant amount of his salary for the Patriots to, to create this team atmosphere. So now I think he's a little more focused on bu- building that bankroll as he leaves, you know, and yeah, padding whatever millions I he already has. I read something this morning. It was a tweet. I forgot from who. But it said that uh, it's likely that Brady goes back for a five-year deal, two-year guaranteed, with both sides agreeing that the two is maximum, the three is nothing. The two years being guaranteed, fifty million. No, the guaranteed part of it was like some crazy shit, like fifty-something million. So basically, like twenty to thirty. No, it was more, like seventy million guaranteed. So for the first two years, it would be like fucking $35, 40 dollars, forty dollars, forty dollars, forty million guaranteed. A buck fifty. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, oh shit. I mean, now that makes sense for him to go back to the Patriots and just be like, look, you gotta fucking give me some weapons. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? And if Robert Kraft doesn't understand that, like, I don't know, he needs to rethink his fucking. His influence on the team because Tom Brady needs weapons just like any other fucking quarterback, whether you're great or not. Yeah, you know what I mean. You need pieces around you to be successful. And well, what do the Patriots need for this season? What do they need for sure? Yeah, a tight end, um, a receiver, whether that's a fucking legitimate number one or a decent number two. Even though they never really had that. Even though they never really had that. Other but than Moss. Yeah, um, but they need somebody that. Brady can consistently depend on. They didn't have that this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, 
you know, whether Gronk comes back, which I don't know if he will. I think he's living his best life right now. Um, but I just think I just think they need somebody that uh, Brady can depend on, like consistently. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know, man. I just, I honestly don't. I really hope he doesn't go to the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, I can see that's your top priority. And yeah, and not yeah, not because he's a fucking patriot or whatever, all that tuckable bullshit. Just because like that's dude. So if he goes to the Raiders and he get a receiver. And you don't focus on the defense. I mean, he's going to have to score at least fucking 30 points a game to keep up just in the West. Yeah. Just in the West. Not to mention all the other fucking teams you're playing. Right. That's what makes it so hard for me is to imagine he's going to go to the West and go up against Patrick Mahomes twice a year. And- right. But I think with the, with the Chargers, it makes a little bit more sense because you got, you know, more weapons. That defense, dude, they're, they're good. They got Bosa. They got Derwin James. Uh, uh, Ingram. Like... You know, they're decent, decent defense. Yeah. It's especially if they're healthy. You know, but. That's know. true. We'll yeah. See. Well, wrapping up, man. Uh, you got any final thoughts? That's it, brother. I didn't got nothing other than happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Yep. I agree. Right on. Well, um, we're going to be heading on out here. Uh, thanks for tuning in to episode seven. Seven. Of Nuff Said. Seven. 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 <laughs> we'll be uh, catching you guys up next week. And thanks a lot. Appreciate you guys.